Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Passover isn't really over until we get to Shavuot. What connects the two feasts together is the counting of the Omer. It's a 50-day count, as it is written in Leviticus 23, 15, and 16. And you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering. Seven Sabbaths shall be completed. Count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall offer a new grain offering to the Lord. So, here is the blessing spoken for each day of the counting of the Omer. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kidshanu Mitzvotav Zivanu Al Safirat HaOmer Blessed are you, Adonai our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with your commandments and commanded us to count the Omer. Behold, I am ready and prepared to fulfill the mitzvah of counting the Omer as it says in the Torah. You shall count from the eve of the second day of Pesach when an omer of grain is to be brought as an offering seven complete weeks. The day after the seventh week of your counting will make 50 days. Today is two weeks and five days, or the 19th day of the omer countdown from Passover to Shavuot. Are you being blessed by by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue reading through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion for the week, Akarai Mot, and it means after the death. Leviticus 19, 1-20 Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the whole Israelite community and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, Hashem, your God, am holy. You shall each revere his mother and his father and keep my Shabbat. I, Hashem, am your God. Do not turn to idols or make molten gods for yourselves. I, Hashem, am your God. When you sacrifice an offering of well-being to Hashem, sacrifice it so that it may be accepted on your behalf. It shall be eaten on the day you sacrifice it or on the day following, but what is left by the third day must be consumed in fire. If it should be eaten on the third day, it is an offensive thing. It will not be acceptable. And he who eats of it shall bear his guilt, for he has profaned what is sacred to Hashem. That person shall be cut off from his kin. 
When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap all the way to the edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not pick your vineyard bare or gather the fallen fruit of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I, Hashem, am your God. You shall not steal. You shall not deal deceitfully or falsely with one another. You shall not swear falsely by my name, profaning the name of your God. I am Hashem. You shall not defraud your fellow. You shall not commit robbery. The wages of a laborer shall not remain with you until morning. You shall not insult the deaf or place a stumbling block before the blind. You shall fear your God. I am Hashem. You shall not render an unfair decision. Do not favor the poor or show deference to the rich. Judge your kinsmen fairly. Do not deal basely with your countrymen. Do not profit by the blood of your fellow. I am Hashem. You shall not hate your kinsfolk in your heart. Reprove your kinsmen, but incur no guilt because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against your countrymen. Love your fellow as yourself. I am Hashem. You shall observe my laws. You shall not let your cattle mate with a different kind. You shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed. You shall not put on cloth from a mixture of two kinds of material. If a man has carnal relations with a woman who is a slave and has been designated for another man but has not been redeemed or given her freedom, there shall be an indemnity. They shall not, however, be put to death since she has not been freed. Judges 11, 1 to 12, 13. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was an able warrior who was the son of a prostitute. Jephthah's father was Gilead. But Gilead also had sons by his wife. And when the wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out. They said to him, You shall have no share in our father's property, for you are the son of an outsider. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and settled in the Tob country. Men of low character gathered about Jephthah and went out raiding with him. Sometime later, the Ammonites went to war against Israel. And when the Ammonites attacked Israel, the elders of Gilead went to bring Jephthah back from the Tob country. They said to Jephthah, Come, be our chief so that we can fight the Ammonites. Jephthah replied to the elders of Gilead, you are very, you are the very people who rejected me and drove me out of my father's house. How can you come to me now when you are in trouble? The elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, Honestly, we have now turned back to you. If you come with us and fight the Ammonites, you shall be our commander over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Very well. If you bring me back to fight the Ammonites and Hashem delivers them to me, I am to be your commander. And the elders of Gilead answered Jephthah, Hashem himself shall be witness between us. We will do just as you have said. Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead and the people made him their commander and chief. Jephthah repeated all these terms before Hashem at Mizpah. 
Jephthah then sent messengers to the king of the Ammonites, saying, What have you against me, that you have come to make war on my country? The king of the Ammonites replied to Jephthah's messengers, When Israel came from Egypt, they seized the land which is mine, from the Arnon to the Jabbok, as far as the Jordan. Now then, restore it peaceably. Jephthah again sent messengers to the king of the Ammonites. He said to him, Thus said Jephthah, Israel did not seize the land of Moab or the land of the Ammonites. When they left Egypt, Israel traveled through the wilderness to the Sea of Reeds and went on to Kadesh. Israel then sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Allow us to cross your country. But the king of Edom would not consent. They also sent a mission to the king of Moab, and he refused. So Israel, after staying at Kadesh, traveled on through the wilderness, skirting the land of Edom and the land of Moab. They kept to the east of the land of Moab until they encamped on the other side of the Arnon. And since Moab ends at the Arnon, they never entered Moabite territory. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, the king of Heshbon. Israel said to him, Allow us to cross through your country to our homeland. But Sihon would not trust Israel to pass through his territory. Sihon mustered all his troops, and they encamped at Jahaz. He engaged Israel in battle. But Hashem, the God of Israel, delivered Sihon and all his troops into Israel's hands, and they defeated them, and Israel took possession of all the land of the Amorites, the inhabitants of that land. Thus, They possessed all the territory of the Amorites from the Arnon to the Jabbok and from the wilderness to the Jordan. Now then, Hashem, the God of Israel, dispossessed the Amorites before his people Israel. And should you possess their land? Do you not hold what Chemish, your God, gives you to possess? So we will hold on to everything that Hashem, our God, has given us to possess. Besides, Are you any better than Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he start a quarrel with Israel or go to war with them? While Israel has been inhabiting Heshbon and its dependencies, and Aror and its dependencies, and all the towns along the Arnon for three hundred years, why have you not tried to recover them all this time? I have done you no wrong, yet you are doing me harm and making war on me. May Hashem, who judges, decide today between the Israelites and the Ammonites. But the king of the Ammonites paid no heed to the message that Jephthah sent him. Then the spirit of Hashem came upon Jephthah. He marched through Gilead and Manasseh, passing Mizpah of Gilead. From Mizpah of Gilead he crossed over to the Ammonites. And Jephthah made the following vow to Hashem. If you deliver the Ammonites into my hands, then whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me on my safe return from the Ammonites shall be offered, shall be Hashem's and shall be offered by me as a burnt offering. Jephthah crossed over to the Ammonites and attacked them, and Hashem delivered them into his hands. He utterly routed them from Aror as far as Minnith, twenty towns, all the way to Abel Cheremen. So the Ammonites submitted to the Israelites. When Jephthah arrived at his home in Mitzpah, there was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrel and dance. She was an only child. 
he had no other son or daughter. On seeing her, he rent his clothes and said, Alas, daughter, you have brought me low. You have become my troubler, for I have uttered a vow to Hashem and I cannot retract. Father, she said, you have uttered a vow to Hashem. Do to me as you have vowed, seeing that Hashem has vindicated you against your enemies, the Ammonites. She further said to her father, Let this be done for me. Let me be for two months, and I will go with my companions and lament upon the hills, and there bewail my maidenhood. Go, he replied. He let her go for two months, and she and her companions went and bewailed her maidenhood upon the hills. After two months' time, she returned to her father, and he did to her as he had vowed. She had never known a man, so it became a custom in Israel for the maidens of Israel to go every year for four days in the year and chant dirges for the daughter of Jephthah, the Giladite. The men of Ephraim mustered and crossed the Jordan to Zaphon. They said to Jephthah, Why did you march to fight the Ammonites without calling us to go with you? We'll burn your house down over you. Jephthah answered them, I and my people were in a bitter conflict with the Ammonites, and I summoned you, but you did not save me from them. When I saw that you were no saviors, I risked my life and advanced against the Ammonites, and Hashem delivered them into my hands. Why have you come here now to fight against me? And Jephthah gathered all the men of Gilead and fought the Ephraimites. The men of Gilead defeated the Ephraimites, for they had said, You Giladites are nothing but fugitives from Ephraim. Being in Manasseh is like being in Ephraim. The Giladites held the fords of the Jordan against the Ephraimites. And when any fugitive from Ephraim said, Let me cross, the men of Gilead would ask him, Are you an Ephraimite? If he said no, they would say to him, Say Shibboleth. But he would say Sibboleth, not being able to pronounce it correctly. Thereupon they would seize him and slay him by the fords of the Jordan. Forty-two thousand Ephraimites fell at that time. Jephthah led Israel for six years, and then Jephthah the Giladite died, and he was buried in one of the towns of Gilead. After him, Isvan of Beit Lechem led Israel. He had thirty sons and he married off thirty daughters outside the clan and brought in thirty girls from outside the clan for his sons. He led Israel seven years. Then Itzvan died and was buried in Bet Lechem. After him, Ilan the Zebulite, Zebulonite led Israel. He led Israel for ten years. And then Ilan the Zebulonite died and was buried in Ijilan in the territory of Zebulun. After him, Avdon, son of Hillel, the Pirithonite, led Israel. John 1, 1-28 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, 
that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lights every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And out of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the Torah was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Yeshua HaMashiach. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. And this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you that prophet? And he answered, No. And then they said to him, Who are you, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What say you of yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said to him, Why do you baptize then, if you be not that Christ, nor Elijah, neither that prophet? And John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there stands one among you whom you know not. And he it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch it I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Psalm 101, 1-8 I will sing of mercy and judgment. Unto you, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slanders his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that has a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that tells lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Proverbs 14, 13 and 14 Even in laughter the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. 
The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. I'd like to begin today with our Torah portion from Leviticus 19, and then we're going to jump into Judges 11 and 12. And the verses I want to zoom in on include verses 17 and 18. Verse 17, it is written, You shall not hate your kinsfolk in your heart. Reprove your kinsmen, but incur no guilt because of him. Verse 18, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against your countrymen. Love your fellow as yourself. I am Hashem. Now, many of you may have thought that the golden rule is only a New Testament or Brit Hadashah principle, but here it is in Leviticus. And as we're sheltered in under the current coronavirus restrictions, this is a really good time to do some pondering and some introspection. And, beloved, I just encourage you and exhort you, if you have any ought or any offense, or any anger, or any unforgiveness towards anyone, perhaps somebody from a fellowship or a congregation, perhaps a family member, pray, repent of any unforgiveness, of any root of bitterness, of any offense. Get your heart right. And then reach out to that person. Call them up on the phone. And have a conversation and seek to be reconciled. Seek to make amends. Seek to repair the breach. This is a time to do that. Actually, in some ways, this coronavirus is a tremendous gift to the world. That we have been decluttered of all the clutter and the distractions and the busyness of life. And I know there's tremendous hardship going on for many who are without jobs, without income, not able to access unemployment benefits. It's a struggle. And there's hardship going on. But also, this is a time to look within in our hearts and to get cleaned up and to unpack some of the baggage and some of the dark places in our soul that hold us back, and keep us in bondage. So I encourage you to do that. Now let's jump into Judges 11. And I want to look at verse 12. We have the story of Jephthah. And Jephthah was uh, an illegitimate son. And his family, his the sons of the marriage, treated him badly and kicked him out and cast him out. And so he went away to the land of Tob, and then later on when they were in trouble and they needed a strong warrior, they asked him to come back and fight their battle. So in verse 12, Jephthah then sent messengers to the king of the Ammonites saying, what have you against me that you have come to make war on my country? The Israel Bible commentary on this verse reads as follows. As Moses and Yehoshua did before him, Jephthah tries to avoid war by sending a message to the enemy. The children of Israel always offer their adversaries a choice between three options, make peace, flee the land, or fight. 
Although war is the least desirable choice, peace is not to be obtained at any price. In his message to the Ammonites, Jephthah emphasized that they were seeking to make war, Bartzi, meaning on my country, or more literally, in my land. Hashem has given the land of Israel to the children of Israel, and therefore their struggle to possess it is by divine right. Continuing on in Judges chapter 12, in verse 8, uh, let me start with verse 7. Jephthah led Israel six years, and then Jephthah the Giladite died, and he was buried in one of the towns of Gilead. Verse 8, after him, Itzvan of Beit Lechem led Israel. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. According to the Talmud, the judge called Itzvan mentioned in this verse is none other than Boaz, one of the heroes of Megillat Rut. At the climax of that dramatic narrative, Boaz marries the poor Moabite convert Rut. Their descendants include King David and will ultimately also include the righteous Mashiach. Itzvan has 60 children, but it is a unique child born as a result of his kindness to a poor convert who is the ancestor of the Redeemer of Israel. Hashem indeed finds many ways to take care of the people of Israel and to reward acts of kindness. I'm going to conclude in prayer and keep this short and sweet today. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will search our hearts. Holy Spirit, shine your light deep into our hearts and reveal if there be any wicked way within us. May we not be in deception or be deceived, but may we be honest and transparent with you. You desire that we are honest and transparent with you and not cover things or hide things up. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will search our hearts. And if there's any relationship that is broken, that is busted up, that is out of order, I pray, Father, that each one of us would have the humility and the courage to reach out to that person and to make amends, to seek to be reconciled, to be a peacemaker, to um, win that brother or sister over, and to seek that that offense is removed. I pray for restoration of relationships all across this land, all across many, many hearts. For those who are listening, may your restoration come forth and shine forth by your Holy Spirit so that we can truly learn to love one another as Yeshua loved us. May your light and your love shine in our hearts and may we do the right thing by the leading and the power of your Holy Spirit. I ask it in Yeshua's name. Amen. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.